Welcome to Snapshot on Start Point. I'm your host, Glenn. On today's snapshot, we're taking a look at the subject of cyber stalking, cyber harassment, and cyberbullying. What is cyberbullying? Cyberbullying is a global term that means the harassment of someone by use of electronic media, usually but not always social media. In a 2014 article by Dr. Megan Marino in the Academy Pediatrics Journal, she described it as an aggressive, intentional act or behaviour that is carried out by a group or an individual, using electronic forms of contact repeatedly and over time against a victim who cannot easily defend him or herself. There are many variations of the definition, such as the National Crime Prevention Council's more specific definition, the process of using the internet, cell phones or other devices to send or post text or images intended to hurt or embarrass another person. We'll be chatting to Zoe, a victim of cyberbullying, harassment and stalking, and hear her story. You broke up with your boyfriend and subsequently you were attacked online by many different people. Other than the fact that they were complete strangers to you, what was the other common thread connecting these people? They knew personal information about me and it was all about revenge. Very intimate details. Very intimate details. Could probably say I haven't pissed off too many people in my life, but there was this common theme of if you don't, you know, do something or get back with this person you will be punished. The other common thread being, they were all him. Yeah, it was all one person. Um, It all led back to him some way, shape or form. Whether it was um, um, demands of getting back with him or whether it was just talk to him or, yeah, it was... And then people were requesting just for me to see him. To meet up to... To meet up to... Let him explain. Yeah, just give him a chance. And they were, the personas were male, female? Uh, Both. It was, um, I think it was an intimidation thing from the male side. And then it was a, well, um, I'll relate more to you if you're a female. He's a a great person. All the females tend to give him a a character reference of how great he was. What forms of emotional manipulation did he try using on you? It was the threat of personal photos, information, messages. These will be released to your workplace, to your family. You will lose all people who care for you. He tried to romance you at first. Yes. Yeah. And so was he created a photo album? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, uh, he tried to sort of, I guess, make me remember the good times and then the photo album, the memories, the, you know, this was, this was us, this is what we could be. And then it moved on to suicide note photos. Um, and then it was demands of if you don't see him, he'll kill himself. Um, and then when that didn't work, it was, um, well, you're going to be punished now. Yep. And, he, he, and there was punishment. There was attacks on your personal property. and Yeah. And online. Yep. Um, exposing me, I guess. A domain name. Your name as a .com was registered. What did he do with that domain name? I made a, uh, a very intimate service, um, explicit service site. Um, it had personal details and photos and videos. Um, also a link to where I actually lived. So it was compromising both my safety and uh, to embarrass and humiliate me. And that link was it was Google Maps. It was a 
inserted into the... Yeah, it was very thought out. And there was... It's like a, it was a menu, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was also. Um, it wasn't just in playing, um, like using photos. It was also using very innocent photos of just me and my friends. But it was implying of the the words in the description next to it was implying um, drugery stuff. It wasn't just. And he didn't just. It wasn't just thrown up there. No, it was very it, thought out. It was very calculated, yeah. and it was updated over the space yep. of the next couple of weeks. There and were, was, uh, and promising, threatening more things to be seen. Yeah. It was um, like you know, you might win this round or whatever, but you know, it'll be back. How did you find out about that site? Uh, it was a a phone call regarding. Um, I guess promoting your domain name to a friend um, and then it was put two and two together that this website contained my name um, we looked at it and we saw what it contained who else did he threaten to contact like who what were the list of people or places that he wanted to, I, to? it was mainly my employment um, my family and my friends uh, was all to sort of isolate me and back me into a corner, feeling that I had nothing left. And to cut you off from that support network. Yeah. Yeah. Fake social media accounts were set up in your name by your ex. What was the purpose of these accounts? What did they do? They either pretended to be me to, um, I guess, spread his... It was either recommending and saying to other people, you know, it, I love him and um, it, I can't be without him um, to make me look like I've made the mistake. Um, or it was used to spread lies and, and sort of turn the people who are on my side into the bad people and say, you know, they're stopping me from seeing him. He created these accounts on what sites? Yeah, that was Facebook. Um, there was fake email accounts, there was Instagram, there was Snapchats, there was multiple mobile phone numbers in my name. And main two were Instagram and Facebook. In the first six weeks of breaking up with him, how many phone numbers had you had? Five, going on six, on the average of changing it about once a week. I think in one case it was in less than four hours. Yeah. Which opens up a whole other lot of questions about how he managed to gain access to to that sensitive information. We we know that he... Because you gave up your first phone number because that was his account, wasn't it? Mm. And then he used that. He regained the access to that phone number Mm. and then he used that to contact your family, didn't he, as you... Um, it, it was all about the um, exporting a SIM, so not many people have the ability to do it, but he was able to. Because his background is in IT, yeah. so he knows those things inside and out. Yeah, and once you can do that, you can pretty much export any number onto a new mm. SIM, despite the original owner having the actual SIM it was on. So as well as your phone numbers, how many other phone numbers did you find out? You were being contacted, texted by other accounts but then you found out those accounts were registered in your name yeah it was 
probably over six or seven um, towards the end, but there was multiple that I didn't know about either. And you found out about that how? When he was arrested. Or I was giving the numbers to the police and then they were coming back as being registered under my name. In your name? Yeah. So he would have had... So he... he Identity theft. He he assumed your identity to create these phone numbers and then used those numbers. And it looked like I was messaging myself. Emails were sent to... It was estimated in excess of 100 people as you. What information was sent? Uh, There was some explicit photos. There was... Um, basically um, pretending to be me to apologise to say I was wrong and I was I I still loved him and I was the one that lied and I was the reason um, and then the rest was um, I guess fake omissions of my indiscretions in the past and that I had done what he had done and that other people had interfered You'd had some kind of contact or you knew most of these people Yeah did you have their email addresses? I hardly use email for anything. Um, a lot of communication is through social media. And there's no way I'd have 100 addresses in my in access to my email. I wouldn't access... I wouldn't contact people via email. How did he get hold of these numbers? Uh, through a forum. He had access to the uh, forum site, so I got there. Emails. And they'd been on a mailing list, hadn't they, for a specific event? Yeah. And so he just went through there and did send yeah. all. Yeah. Text messages to your family as you. How did he do this? Uh, it was the whole... So my my old number that he gained access to, he exported to a new SIM. And then he was messaging my family, pretending to be me on that number, saying that I was... You know, I was never wrong and I still loved him and blah, 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 and I wanted to make it right. And that was within 24 hours of you changing your number? Yeah. And you had blocked him on social media, on on everywhere, except I believe it was, was it iMessage or what's the... Yeah, 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 iMessage. And he... Because you can use an email. Right. And he had been, he was pissed off that you had blocked in that way yeah. um, and he had threatened you with um, what yeah expose everything and, and tell everyone what I was like and if I didn't meet his demands he gained access to some of your accounts like Service New South Wales RMS mm. what happened with that uh, so um, if you gain access to that one you can get access to the firstly the license number um, that allows you to Chain, do multiple things like new SIM numbers in their name because you've got your license number as well as credit applications and then you can also because they've got their vehicles you can do a disposal of the vehicle so he essentially removed the car from my name to his by pretending to be me by accessing my account so he transferred the the ownership the car registration from your name to his yeah and then he and then it was then he ch- he moved the address. Yeah, and then um, and then he deregistered it. So I was driving an unregistered uninsured vehicle yeah, for a period of about eight days. I think it was yeah. you were driving an unregistered, without uninsured vehicle without knowing. Without knowing, of course, you could have been pulled over, fined for that, have to go to court. Did he not contact the police and report that vehicle stolen? Yeah, 
and the vehicles were stolen um, and then one of the number plates was stolen as well so it eventually came to my attention once he wasn't mentioned it wasn't my car as well as setting up this situation to get you in trouble it wasn't running to his timeline he then removed the back number plate by doing so he he violated a a provisional avio it was still claimed that his family members did it so they couldn't get him for that because he was claiming his family members did it not him and he had no knowledge of it except how did the family members know where the car was then when you reported the stolen number plate to the police and they came what happened there yeah, I was basically told that it wasn't my vehicle. It was his, and by me having possession of it, I was actually in the wrong. And he was the victim? Yep. I then had no vehicle. I was uh, I was told that I had done the wrong thing, um, and that, yeah, they couldn't do anything about it. These attacks that came online, were they just as devastating as the offline ones? Yeah, um... It all has the same effect, like, you're isolated, you're alone, um, it puts fear in you, but the, the cyber stuff is also a level of fear where it doesn't matter what you do, you're exhausted fighting these fires and you, you can't stop it because it's online and you don't know, you're waiting for the next attack and you don't know where it's going to be. Like you could physically hide your possessions yourself and... These. You can physically move. You can physically... You, Disappear. But if it's online, it, and it can be any time of the day or not. Yeah, and you can remove all your social media and not have that presence on there. But your other accounts, like your services of Wales, um, any other important information, your MyGov, anything like that, is still exposed and sitting there waiting for anyone to attack it. And is there anything that, that you could tell anybody else who's a victim what they can do to help protect themselves or what what do they do if they find themselves in your situation be be as cyber smart as you can um prior to anything like this um always do like two-factor authentication also like be persistent in um getting help you have to be quite firm in asking what you need the e-safety commission is really good as well a lot of it comes from like you have to be really strong and persistent to get through anything but there is there is hope at the end thank you for listening to the first episode of snapshot on start point we've only touched very briefly on the subject of online harassment there will be more including steps you can take to help prevent it as well as what to do when you are targeted online by a stalker be sure to hit subscribe on this podcast on anchor.fm or on your favourite podcast app.